We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends. I'm so happy to be with you here today on Journey to Center. You always honor me with your presence. So now I want to talk about money. This is a charged topic and often a very complex relationship. It's a rare day when we do not have to deal with money and when most people are not stressed about it. What I've learned is that relationship with money is much like any other relationship. It moves away from the energy of fear, disgust, and anger, moves towards respect, appreciation, and love. I personally struggled immensely with this relationship, but today we are in a very happy, healthy, committed, fun, and fulfilling partnership. And now my intention is to help anyone who wants it to open to a more joyful and abundant, prosperous, and love-based relationship with money. I'm so happy and honored to have with me my friend and fellow money empowerment expert on the show with us here today. We're here with the author of Money Love 3.0, Jerry Gillies. Jerry spent 12 years as a broadcast journalist and retired to Florida at the age of 32 to write his own self-help books and conduct workshops. He started learning and teaching about prosperity consciousness in the late 70s, wrote a book called Money Love, and has sold over 2 million copies of this book worldwide. He now does Money Love seminars all over the world, writes a blog, and is really spreading the good news about how we can have an abundant, prosperous relationship with money. So, Jerry, I'm so happy to be here with you today on Empower Radio and having this conversation. Well, I'm very happy to be here. (laughs) There's a lot of prosperity energy on your show. Yeah, it feels pretty expensive. And so much of what you teach, I've learned and I'm still learning about and still expanding on it. And you open my mind more and more with your teaching. So I'm really happy to be garnering your wisdom and expertise here today and being able to share it with other people. Well, me too. I'm still learning about the subject. That's one of the reasons I share in the new book 24 contributors who I've learned from in recent and uh, past years who have lots to say about prosperity and uh, the whole concept of spiritual prosperity. Mm. So I'm learning all the time. I've learned new things since I wrote the book, which was just a matter of a you know, a few weeks ago, and I'm hopefully constantly learning. What upsets me sometimes is people writing personal development books, and they'll write one book, and it's a big success, and a few years later, they'll write another one, and they don't say anything new. And it was my commitment to make the book as new and innovative and unique as possible with all the new stuff I've been learning in my own life. So I hope I've accomplished that. And the main thing is to have fun and a sense yes. of adventure. And that's true about anything you do in terms of money. The more fun you have, the more you experience laughter as a part of the process, the more successful you'll be and the more you will enjoy your success. I think that that's so true. You got to have fun. You know, um, 
you, you got to have that joyful energy, which to me is a very high vibration. And from that place, you attract and are attracted to other people in that vibration. You attract synchronicity or you call it serendipity. You attract opportunities. So to me, yes, fun and joy are, are such an important pro- part of the process of prosperity because it's not just about having a bunch of money. Oh, no, not at all. You know, Money Love 3.0 and the original Money Love were not about accumulating great wealth. They were about allowing money to easily flow into your life, using it well, and just as easily letting it go so that more can come in. Mm. Yeah, because I think so many people have that gripping, grabbing energy around it. They want to accumulate it. And to me, the vision I got when I was struggling financially and thinking about this was like having a handful of sand and gripping it very, very tightly. And then pretty soon there's nothing in your hand because it's all squeezed out. To be able to hold your hand open, you can hold more and more comes in, more, some flows out, more flows in. And it's a constant open relationship that's based out of love and faith and trust rather than fear and, and um, control. Well, a friend of mine, Al Huang, who wrote one of the first very successful books on Tai Chi, he was a Tai Chi master, and he used an example that I loved. He said, it's like opening your hand and having a hummingbird land in it and having yourself so accepting and not trying to hold on that the hummingbird can just fly off without feeling anything holding it back to have that freedom. And that that works with relationships. It works with money. It's that sense of it's free. I don't have to hold on tightly. There's more where that came from. And that's true of everything. Well, when you think about it, it really does come down to, you know, what Course in Miracles teaches, love or fear. What do you win? And, and, and wonderful things are attracted to love, you know, be it a, a hummingbird or money or prosperity or great relationships. Are we relaxed? Are we in that sense of being connected and are we feeling valuable and lovable and supported? And, uh, and, and sometimes it can be hard to get into that state when you're so hardwired and in that habit of, of fear and stress. Yeah, Maria Nemeth, who wrote a book called The Energy of Money, another friend of mine that uh, I interviewed extensively for the book, uh, says that what she has found is that people stay up at night now worrying about money. Mm -hmm. And her goal in life from now on is to stop that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get people to stop worrying about money. It's... uh, It's something that's there, it's available for you, and you have to let go of the fear. Uh, Go past it. uh, I used to emphasize one of my original statements about money love was action diminishes fear. Fear can immobilize you, and so you stay stuck, Mm -hmm. and you don't take the risks, you don't take the action. Now, my very good friend, the late and wonderful Susan Jeffers uh, expanded on that when she wrote her book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. In fact, I recorded the narration for her first audio of that book. And that's a basic truth. Feel the fear. It's okay to be afraid. We all are at various times in our life. 
But you do it anyway. You go mm-hmm. forward anyway. Yes. Another another friend of mine who's a great motivational speaker, Pam Lantos, she had a book titled Don't Tell Me It's Impossible Until After I've Done It. <laughs> That's fantastic. So it's about action. It's about always not focusing on the fear. Mm-hmm. I'm also yeah. reminded when I was visiting South Africa and doing some seminars there, and this was back in 1989, they were still in the final stages of apartheid. Mandela was still in prison, though everybody knew he'd be soon released. And the Liberal Party was actively campaigning in the election. It was election time. And it was the first time they were openly allowed to campaign. And you saw their signs all over. And their sign said, Vote your hopes, not your fears. Mm, That's fantastic. And that's a great motto for life. Vote your hopes, not your fears. Take action on your hopes and Mm. your dreams and your aspirations and just go past the fear. Yes. And that was something that was really kind of challenging for me to discern sometimes when something was scary for me. It felt like a no. But now I've had to discern. Is it a no because it's just not a fit, or is it a no because I'm afraid of expanding to the next level? Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, one of my other contributors, and I love to quote my friends, uh, especially especially when they agree with me. Uh, <laughs> They're so one smart. Of the, <laughs> yeah, one of the great prosperity teachers in the world today is Edwin Gaines. Oh, yes. And Edwin said to me, You have to have a spirit of adventure. You have to have an openness to new possibilities for your life. And you have to have the courage to step out of your comfort zone and do a new thing. Mm. I mean, that is some great advice. It really is. And and something I've done um, to be able to do that for myself is to reframe the feeling or concept of fear to excitement. Gosh, this is exciting. God, this is, this is an adventure, you know, and I'm going to say yes to that. And I'm going to take courageous action on my behalf. And it can be baby steps. You don't have to go overboard. You know, you can just go a little past your comfort zone. You don't have to freak yourself out entirely. Yeah, something I say a lot, crawl before you walk, before you run, before you fly. Those small action steps, those small yeses will ensure that we're eventually going to be walking on the path to the life of our dreams. So I, I think that's really, really great advice, Jerry. And one of, one of the, the new concepts I have, or just a statement, was that in order to be successful, you have to embrace change, celebrate the temporary create a welcoming space for surprises. Mm. That's because lovely. Whatever's attracted to you is attracted to a welcome, a welcoming space. Uh, if you're closed off, if you're rigid, if you're immersed in fear, then all the good stuff is not going to be attracted. It will bypass you. You'll attract things, but won't be the good stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And a basic fact of prosperity is we get all our money from other people. Ah, and I've been using one of your quotes. Other people love to give me money. People love to give me money. (laughs) Absolutely. And and one of my quotes, because I play a lot with quotes, as you know, doing exercises around them and and also creating them. uh, One of them is that 
you have a shipload of money coming toward you if you've prepared an attractive enough dock. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's so fun. I love yes. that. So, yes, I'm preparing my dock for sure, and I hope all of our listeners are as well. So another thing that you talk about that I think is very interesting, another way of looking at it, but very profound, is the law of subtraction. Can you talk Uh, a little about the law of subtraction? Well, I actually invented that, uh, which I'm very proud of because everybody was talking about the law of attraction. And I said, well, sometimes it's more important what you leave out than what you try to attract. And I actually got that. It was inspired by Sherlock Holmes. And I first started thinking about it many years ago. And what he said was that the mind is like an attic. And we bring in all sorts of furniture. A lot of it is useless. And even when it gets old, we don't get rid of it. And eventually, there's no room for new furniture. Of course, he's talking about ideas. So I think uh, one of the main things that can halt momentum, and it's very prevalent, it's the new era we are living in, I call it information asphyxiation, that information overload and overwhelm. There's so much and even good stuff available, and most people do not have a good inner editor to hold it back. So it fills our minds and doesn't allow us to really focus on things that can work and to take action. We're too busy taking in new stuff. Mm. And to me, I get the vision, and I talk about this sometimes, is having a garden. And it's overgrown with all kinds of things. And uh, that can include weeds or daisies where you really would prefer to have maybe orchids or tomatoes. You've got to have the space available for what you really, really want. Yeah, it's the same with relationships. You need to have space to allow a new relationship into your life. And it's certainly true about creativity and money. I think we need a positive immigration policy for our minds, uh, like a border guard. You know, we need that. That's more important than a physical immigration policy. You know, that's just keeping people out. And you can argue both sides of that. But we definitely are being overrun with ideas, immigrants that don't serve us, that aren't enriching our lives in any way. Mm -hmm. I have a basic concept, you know, if it doesn't bring me profit, pleasure, or knowledge, it's not worth doing. Well, a lot of the stuff we allow into our minds doesn't bring us profit, pleasure, or knowledge. So I think we need to make room for new ideas by getting rid of some of the old ones. And also by being very, very diligent in what we take in at a deep level. You can get all kinds of information and hold it at the surface. And unless it's really important to you, you know, don't try to fill your memory banks with it because there is a limitation at some point. And, you know, as you get older, you will find it's less possible to bring new stuff in and hold on to it, or even to access some great old stuff you've stored over the years, because there's so much junk in there, you can't even find it. Mm. 
I do believe having that puff of peace has been so important for me because I really feel my connection to the universe when I have that space, that breathing room. But we can become so inundated with stuff, things we need to do, that busyness. And I think often that makes us feel like we're important or successful because we're so busy. But that's not really the truest truth of prosperity or prosperity consciousness, is it? No, uh, I, in my chapter called Time Love, and for that I had a a major uh, co-author, collaborator, a man named Martin Borenson, and Martin Borenson wrote a book called One Moment Meditation, and he has studied the psychology and philosophy and history of time through the ages, and we both have very similar views which I've held for a long time, and I thought I would write a book about it some years ago. And actually, this is the book. It's with its appendix. It's 45 pages, and it may be eventually turned into a short Kindle book, and it's called Time Love. And one of the things that Martin says, which I really heartily agree with, is we need to use our time in ways that creates spaciousness in our lives and in our minds. Most of us are addicted to old constructs about time going back, well, you know, going back to Galileo and uh, going back to some of the early scientists who first studied uh, the whole concept of time and related it to clock time and a structure that really doesn't exist. That was made up. It's not real. We can invent our own time. And I, I live in what I call a time-free jury zone in which I do not have rigid schedules, in which I don't have a specific time I go to sleep or even have my meals for the most part. And the more we can play with time, the more spacious and the more room there will be for the good stuff to come in, including the creativity that really is responsible for our prosperity. Mm. So true. And I say all the time, and maybe that's why it's worked for me. It wasn't even a conscious choice, but I say I, I have enough time. I have a very great relationship with time. I have a wonderful connection with time. And that has always been the case for me. So well, you're, very, you're very smart and very lucky because I can tell you from experience, many, many people don't have time, and even more so nowadays with everything bombarding us. They will say, I don't have time, I'm busy, or a term that both Martin Borison and I hate and we talk about in the book, crazy busy. People will say that. I'm crazy busy. I don't know how I can do this. Well, you can do anything. You're in charge. It's your time. You'd be amazed at how much you can accomplish in a lot less time. And we yeah, can we're not affirming that. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, well, by just doing what you do and say, I have plenty of time, that has an impact. That yeah. makes it true for you. Yeah. And it, it makes life a lot easier in every way. And I want grace and ease. I want grace and ease and prosperity. And I, I feel that that's happening. And it's, um, it's a joy at this point. I feel like I'm above the cloud line. The vibration's high. I experience serendipity and synchronicity on a daily basis. And something else, I, a quote or a term that I've learned from you is I now expect, well, I have robust expectations. 
Well, that's one of my whole chapters. One yes, of my big I ones. love it. Tell me more. Well, <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I got it from Norman Cousins originally, who was a friend and a great mentor. And you can Google him and see what an amazing man he was. Uh, he's the man who wrote Anatomy of an Illness after he conquered a terminal disease by watching old comedy movies and TV shows and learning to laugh out loud. He's the father of laughter therapy and uh, psychoneuroimmunology, which is studied seriously as a science and in most medical colleges. So Norman Cousins was someone who had met everybody. He had been editor of the Saturday Review for over 30 years. He was a humanitarian. He knew eight presidents personally and often went on missions for them. He was very involved with the anti-nuclear movement and the peace movement. And I said, Norman, you know everybody. And people had told me this about him. He knows everybody who is important to know on the planet. He knew Albert Einstein. He knew Mother Teresa. Uh, he knew uh, superstars. He knew Clark Gable. He knew, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of who the uh, uh, latest one was. But anyway, he knew a lot of very fascinating people. And I said, did they all have something in common? And he told me he'd never been asked this before. And he thought for a moment, he said, Jerry, they did. They all woke up nearly every morning with robust expectations. <laughs> and I think one of the important things, and I uh, pointed out in the chapter, is you can have robust expectations, and in and of themselves, those expectations are a positive force in your life, even if that doesn't turn out the way you would like. Yes, I think that that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. So I'm really so loving this conversation. I wish I had you on for about three or four more shows. <laughs> we have about five minutes left. And I know you've done this a little bit, but I want you to put it in a nutshell for me and everybody who's listening who wants to attract more money in their lives. What are some money, love, action steps, exercises, or suggestions, Jerry, that you can give to us right now to start magnetizing more money in our lives? Okay, well... I have a lot of them. I have <laughs> actually I got four minutes. <laughs> hundreds in the book, and I got to pick and choose. Uh, here's one thing, and I have a whole chapter on it. Uh, I developed an exercise called a quoter size, in which you take a quote and you play with it, and you do different exercises about it. So it has more power than just reading it. And you can use any quote you like. I have a bunch of my own and a bunch of other people. And uh, one of my quotes, for example, the world is filled with people that can make your life easier, more prosperous, and a lot more fun, even if you haven't found each other yet. So here's what I would suggest as an exercise. Take that quote and write a paragraph about it. You know, what does it mean to you? Uh, do you believe it? Do you believe there are people out there that are just available to you to make your life easier and more prosperous and a lot more fun and you haven't found them? And is there a way you can take action immediately to find them, to find more of them? So you might go on a community on Facebook or so many other possibilities. And action really involves 
self-awareness. Another money thing I'll suggest real quick uh, is one of my favorites, and it's taking action with money. I suggest whenever you have a really positive, exciting event in your life, you get a $100 bill and carry it around with you. Until that pile of $100 bills gets big enough that you can spend it on something you really would enjoy. That money is to symbolize your success in life. It reminds you that you are a successful human, human being with lots of good stuff happening in your life. Another thing is to take money less seriously. So play with it. For example, take an amount of money and you can pick an amount that maybe just approaches your comfort level and go and buy something just for fun that has no function, no useful purpose. It's just something that's fun and silly because you may have been prohibiting yourself from doing that all your life. Or you may have been told by your parents, you know, money is serious. You can only spend it on things that are important. And it's useful to play with money in different ways, mm -hmm. uh, whatever way you choose that works for you. A lot of fun suggestions. And also, Jerry, I know you have Money Love 3.0 that's full of great information, advice, suggestions. You have your questionnaire. Um, such great value. How can people get a hold of that and, and get, a, get in touch with you? Well, here's a special offer just for your listeners. If people go to moneyloveblog.com forward slash Tammy, T-A-M-M-I, that's for their benefit, not yours, of course. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to moneyloveblog.com slash Tammy, you'll get more information and a terrific special offer discount on the book just for Dr. Tammy's listeners. And also, if you go to moneyloveblog.com, the blog site, lots of free stuff, an ebook you can download free, a weekly quote with a quoter size that you can get free delivered to your inbox every week, and over 200 blog posts all about prosperity. So there's lots of good stuff, lots of fun stuff, lots of juicy stuff, lots of things you can put into action immediately and start feeling more prosperity momentum in your life. <laughs> and again, it's moneyloveblog.com slash Tammy to get the special offer. Well, Jerry, you are clearly and most certainly making the world a more joyful fun and prosperous place. You've certainly brightened my life up since we've connected, and I'm so grateful for your presence. Likewise, I'm sure. <laughs> you are a fun, fun guy. So to my um, listeners, my friends, thank you for hanging out with me here today on Journey to Center. I know you got some great value, and if you want to be in touch with me, I'd love, 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 love to hear from you. Just go to TammyBPhD.com. Ask me a question. Let's have a conversation. Is there somebody you want me to interview? Let's just, you know, have a dialogue here. That's what this is about, relationships. So know that we are sending you blessings of grace, ease, and immense prosperity from our hearts to yours. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.